Okay, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Go Talk. It's your boy CMJ the Goat here. That's right. I am recording right now at 10:37 p.m. All right, I recorded an episode earlier. It was about 45 minutes long, and I was listening to it. It sounded okay. It sounded you know good, and your audio and everything sounded good. But I just didn't like how I was. Like I just didn't like how I was coming off. So I'm recording another episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, basically this episode, I'm just going to get into uh, my takeaways from preseason week one in the NFL. Um, It's a Sunday evening, so I'm probably going to, you know, make this try to make this as uh, quick as quick of an episode as possible and try to get it out before midnight. But, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh. So with that being said, yeah, my my takeaways from preseason week one in the NFL. Um, oh, man, I mean, I, I got a few. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to take away from preseason week one because, I mean, it's preseason week one. We're not going to see everybody's hand. You know, we're not going to see full offensive schemes or anything like that. We're not even going to see the players like that. Um but the players we did see, you know, did look nice. You know, I could uh, name a few names. Quez Watkins and Mike Strawn, uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Chuba Hubbard, excuse me, however you pronounce his name. Uh, I will I will get that right. But um, let me dive into some quick stuff right here. Let me let me um, share my share some some of my takeaways with you guys. First things first, I'm going to start with the Broncos. Um <clears throat> I'm going to start with the Broncos. Yeah, I believe Teddy Bridgewater should start week one because, in my opinion, Teddy gives them the best chance to win right now. If you're you're the Broncos and you're trying to compete right now, Teddy gives you the best chance, especially if Cortland Sutton comes back and is is still a dog. You know, he's a first-round pick. Uh, um, uh, uh, Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, Noah Fan. I mean, they got... They got super talented receivers, a really good receiving receiving group um, that can that, that can put up some numbers with competent quarterback play. So with the, and you know you know you know we all know about the Broncos defense. You know we you know we know they solid. Sertain and them boys. Von, I mean Von Miller and them boys and Sertain is a part of that crew now. But um, yeah, it's just it's just for me it's Teddy's poise in the pocket. His execution, his experience that really that really sets him apart from Drew. Because when it comes to Drew Locke, I can see I can see his upside. It's 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 very small to me. It's just a small upside, but I can see it in his arm strength. That he's you know, he has a uh, he has a bigger arm than Teddy, so he can probably sling it further. But when it comes down to decision making and uh making the right reads and not giving the game away. I think Teddy would be a better choice um, as far as, you know, just giving them a, a, the best chance to win. Excuse me. Now, also, uh, KJ Hamler, you know, they, 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 I just saw one play where he had got, he had caught the ball on like an end around or something like that. But, you know, we all, it's the preseason. So we are, preseason is a precursor to what's what what may happen in the regular season i'm not gonna say probably or I, possibly is, is is you know too vague but may is i think is a good word what may happen and i think kj hamler emerging as the broncos gadget receiver is is, is is a likely is a likely um is a likely assertion I, yeah i think i think that 
him just 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 that alone, just that uh, play alone where he got, got on the end around. Because they, they, I see now that they're, they're probably going to want to, like, spread that ball around. They have so many talented guys. I didn't even mention Javante Williams, who I think will be the lead back. In fact, I'll just mention this right now. When I was doing the podcast, when I was recording earlier, um, I had just so happened to see the score. Everybody knows I, I like the score. Um, you know, I go here for, you know, I check on the scores of the, of the games and they have articles that I like to read. And so uh, Justin Boone had posted this article five hours ago. It was a fantasy biggest takeaways from week one of NFL preseason. And so as as I was wrapping up my recording earlier, I had peeped this article and I'm like, wow, like a lot of what Justin Boone had posted here is a lot of what I had said in my previous recording. And so, uh, like, like the first one says, Trey Lance is legit. Um, the 49ers rookie was far from flawless in his preseason debut against the Chiefs, but Trey Lance provided glimpses of what the future holds for San Francisco's offense, and it was spectacular. And yes, it was spectacular. Trey Lance's ADR bomb, were, were, and I recorded it as I recorded the replay as it was happening, and I'm like, dude, Ayuk is wide open. Like, why do you not? How do you not see this? Actually, as the play is happening, I'm like, dude, are you? Are you like Ayuk is right there? And he and I didn't even know he was gonna bomb it 80 yards to to Trent Shurfield, and it, that just it just and it looks so smooth. As a Niners fan, I'm extremely giddy, um, and I'm very hopeful for hopeful hopeful for our future. I hope Jimmy plays well. I hope he doesn't mess up anything for us. But I'm ready for Trey to play, um, and I and and like I said, I Trey Trey is to me Trey can play Trey to me Trey just may be the best quarterback that came out of that draft. But that's just a, I ain't gonna lie, that's a little bias. Now that being said, I'm I'm gonna get to this next point that Justin Boone on the uh, score made because but I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that point. But let me say it first. Justin Fields is ready to start right now, and I, I I'm telling you, dude. It, all it took was that one quarter for me to see that, that Andy Dalton does not need to be starting for this team if Justin Fields is healthy and ready to go. Like, like uh, let me calm down. Whew, let me calm down. <laughs> let me calm down. Whew, man, listen. It's not even just his dual threat capabilities. It's the fact that you you guys know it. I know it. Andy Dalton is not going to galvanize the, that team. Is not going to is not going to get them going like Justin Fields will. Like we know, we we all know this. The city of Chicago has been clamoring for for elite or or at least upper echelon, upper tier quarterback play for God knows how long I've been alive. Like I, I there's. Ugh. So let me go on to read what Justin Boone said about Fields in the article. On the subject of rookie passers, let's examine Justin Fields' impressive performance. Like Lance, the Bears' first rounder looked com- comfortable on an on-field. I'm sorry. Like the like Lance, the Bears' first rounder looked comfortable on an NFL, NFL field, completing 14 of 20 throws for 142 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins. 
Fields also showcased his legs, running for 33 yards on five carries. Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo will be holding clipboards at some point in September, so add Fields to your late-round quarterback list. That's all he had to say about it, but let me go a little bit further. Obviously, Andy Dalton don't got the kind of talent that Justin Fields has. Obviously, Justin Fields gives them the best chance to win right now. Right now. Andy Dalton, I'm sorry, but as, as good of a quarterback as your peers have claimed you are, to us on the outside who aren't in the locker rooms with you, who aren't playing in the NFL, you are you you have not done that much to to move us, to sway us, to make us think that you can hold off Justin Fields until week one. Hell no, no way. Maybe 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 Jimmy can hold off Trey. Maybe because Jimmy has proven that he can actually do a little some some here and there, even though he get jittery in the pocket too, and he and he he get a little he you know he he get a little antsy too. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Andy Dalton. Seriously, like Andy, you, I, you, if you were as good as even, I can't even take it there. I can't even take it there. It's, it's just plain to see that Fields is the, in my opinion, Fields will be a more accurate Cam Newton by the time it's all said and done in his career. Like he's got the athleticism. He's got the accuracy. He's got the poise. I like, I like Fields. I like, I just don't think that the Bears are going to have an have an overly impressive season under fields because of their schedule and I just I have to have to throw some reality reality in there and 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 you know like if I go to the bear schedule if I go to the bear schedule right now <clears throat> um if I go to the bear schedule right now you know if you start if you start week one against you're playing against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey week one I, I get it you're Justin Fields and you're pretty good but hey that's a daunting task you know the Bengals that that might be a nice little game for you the Browns are significantly better um especially especially on the defensive side of the ball then you got some you know some 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 solid games that you could you know probably work with Lions Raiders but then you got to play the Packers you got to play the Buccaneers you got to play the Niners those are those are top at least top 15 defenses this year so it's just like especially like the Bucs you already know they're top three so with that being and then they, then you gotta play the Steelers after that then the Ravens I just I just see it as a daunting task for Justin Fields to get this team to the playoffs if he starts in week one you know what I'm saying if he does it hey that's a more impressive you know all a all kudos to him but like I said like just to throw some reality in there, these defenses that they that he's gonna see the Giants in Week 17, you know, the Packers again in Week 14. You got to see Chandler Jones and JJ Watt in Week 13. Hey, he might have a problem. He's talented, but he he's gonna have to go through his growing pains like Kyler Murray did and Justin Herbert did last year, even though he won Rookie of the Year. And and Trevor Lawrence is gonna have his growing pains too. I'll get into that, you know. So, hey. um, but like it, it is in my very personal opinion, and uh, Justin Boone's that Justin Fields is ready to start right now. Um. So yeah, moving on to the next one. Uh, another topic that he had here in this article was uh, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence loves Marvin Jones. Now that's not something I really touched on. I really touched on, but. Um, it was apparent in that game, in the Jaguars preseason game, that Trevor Lawrence does favor the veteran wide receiver Marvin Jones, which is understandable. He's a veteran wide receiver. He knows what he's doing. It's easy. To, I think it's easier to make a connection with a veteran wide out like Marvin Jones, who's been around and, and knows what he's doing. And Marvin Jones can put up numbers here and there. We've seen him get off a little bit in fantasy. But um, 
with Lawrence in the game and Minshew in the game, they still couldn't let Jaguars. The Jaguars really couldn't score even on the Brown second unit. And I get it's a preseason game, but man, preseason precursor. I'm telling you, I just don't something. I got a weird feeling, a new coach, new quarterback, new system, new running back, new everything. It's just, I don't think the Jaguars offense is, I think they're going to struggle. The Jaguars defense, I think will be sneaky good though with the, with all the talent that they have, uh, Miles Jack and and Tyson Campbell and and you know if they keep C.J. Henderson, they got a lot. They got a pretty deep secondary in my opinion. So, um, as far as the Jaguars go, I say the defense might be sneaky good fantasy wise. I really wouldn't put. I really wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if I have to pick a starting quarterback, you know, like uh, for a for for my backup, I would you know I would rock with Lawrence. Uh, I just have to see it, you know, I have to see if he's worth being in the talks of top 15 or stuff like that. You know, I have to see it with DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault on the field. He probably will have a, I, we have to see it. It's preseason week one, but right now he looks okay. Um, Another article that Justin Boone, another article, another point that he made in this article was, was about the Dolphins backfield being up in the air. Um, I was really what what I was saying earlier in my earlier recording was basically I if if Savan Ahmed Ahmed and Miles Gaskin if they can perform like they did in this preseason game and average six point three yards a carry or six point I think Savan Savan had six point seven yards a carry and Miles had about three or four something something of that nature they both had pretty good rushing totals and they can just handle that uh i i like i like the i like that i like that dolphins backfield to make some noise now now this article mentions just uh justin this article mentions mentions malcolm brown being in the backfield which i totally i ain't gonna lie i was totally oblivious to until i read this and i'm like damn malcolm brown being back there he's a veteran runner i mean he's really good all around um Gosh, if, and if this last week, if this game was any really in, real indication, like they're, they're probably just gonna do running back by committee. I probably won't even touch a Dolphins running back. So uh, I would, I just be on the lookout for like if Malcolm Brown goes down. I, I don't know. They got like Amid and Miles Gaskin, talent wise, like those guys could put up numbers in that offense. But so can Malcolm Brown. So I don't know. I might not trust any Dolphins running backs to really hold me down this year in fantasy. Hmm. But one running back that I was looking forward to seeing this weekend was Damian Harris. Damian Harris, which Justin Boone mentions right here, Harris is a worthy fantasy option, which I was hoping he would be. Because I mean, he was last year for 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 a little stretch. But am I? I'm banking on him becoming. I, I'm not. They're not gonna. You know, they're not. He's not. They're not gonna make him a three down back over there. He's not gonna be the workhorse. But I. I for him to uh, get the north south runs on first and second down that's what i'm assuming he's gonna and and the goal line touches because he's a nice smooth runner of the football he doesn't go down easy like on some josh jacobs type ish um he's and he's got good ball carrier vision so i'm um i'm looking for him to uh i'm looking for him to really show out be a top top 15 back in fantasy this year top 20 but i'm looking at him being top 15 um 
Gosh, honestly, you know, I take that back. I'm looking at him being top ten. I want. I, I'm thinking like Damian. I'm thinking Damian Harris could crack that like ten to fourteen range. You know, I think fifteen is kind of low for somebody like him. I think he could really do it. Now, in this, in this, in this article, he says. Following an offseason of praise from beat writers who identified him as the clear candidate to earn starting duties, Damian Harris looked the part of the Patriots' lead back. Rookie Ramondre Stevenson will get most of the hype thanks to a 10-carry, 127-yard, two-touchdown performance against Washington that included a 91-yard score late in the fourth quarter. But Stevenson didn't see any action with the starters. New England used Harris and James White with the starters, and that's likely how it how it will remain into the regular season. White's presence caps Harris's ceiling to some extent, but the, which I which I which I know, but the latter should be considered a low end RB two, one who could see more goal line touches if Cam Newton truly is no longer a battery battery ram or less mobile. Rookie Mac Jones takes over under center. I like RB two. I could understand him being RB two for sure. Um, because there aren't really like there aren't really a lot of top RB one guys, so I can understand it being RB two. Um, another article he's got here. Another uh, topic he's got here is uh, Singletary shines in Moss's absence. I don't trust the Bills backfield. I'm not worried about the Bills Bills backfield. I don't think anybody should be worried about the Bills backfield. If you have to go there, then do it. But I I would stay away from the Bills backfield at all costs. Um, and then he's got something else down here: so instant impressions. Um, the next topic, instant impressions. Trey Sermon secures 49ers number two spot. Now, I didn't think so, but with the number of touches he got with the starters, now it starts starts to make sense to me why 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 he says Trey Sermon secured the number two spot. Jermichael Hasty had a pretty good day on the ground, too. Ten carries, 60-something 60, 60 yards, 67 yards, something like 63 yards, something like that. But, um... He didn't. I don't think he played with the with the uh, starters. He didn't play with the starters either. Trey Sermon played with the starters, and if Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert uh, split touches this year, I'm I'm gonna mess with the Niners backfield. Last year I wasn't messing with it because it was too many mouths to feed. It was Tevin Coleman and and and, and Raheem Mostert and and, and uh, there was McKinnon and somebody else. Man, it was it was, it was one more guy who I'm forgetting about. That but anyway, yeah. It was just too many. It was like three guys, man. All got off in different stretches of the season. And I just wasn't feeling that. But with this, with two backs, I could live with that. Because Mostert, he could. He wasn't really that healthy last year. You know, he missed some time. If he misses some time, Trey Sermon could easily slide into that number one spot. Now, um, this one right here, his, his next topic says, Philip Lindsay might be Texans RB1. I'm not messing with the Texans anything. No Texans, no no receivers, no tight ends. I I will you know, I I I'll listen. I'll go look at the I'll go look at the Houston Texans receivers. I'll go look at the game and I'll I'll try to identify a sleeper. But for right now, no running backs, no I'm not even looking at a Houston Texan. Um Jets the next one says Jets going with true RB committee. Um you know, like I was saying earlier, like I've been saying on Twitter, if the Jets just go ahead and trade for James Robinson, they won't have they won't have to do this. Like you get James Robinson to pair with your rookie quarterback, you got a you got a a, a, a lower low end tier one wideout and Corey Davis, who can definitely ball for you. 
You got a rookie in Elijah Moore. Oh, wait, you you drafted Makai Becton. Oh, and didn't you get a rookie? Didn't you draft a guard, too? I forget I forget the guard's name. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But they get that you sure you sure up the offensive line just a little bit. You go you go get that you go get James Robinson. You go get a, a super talented rusher to go with your team. I mean you got you got you the, the core is nice. I think it would be a great move for the Jets Jets to make to really give that backfield some some validity. In terms of running the ball, because you really don't know who you're gonna like. Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, they might split snaps, and you got Tevin Coleman back there too. But none of those guys were the player that James Robinson was last year, and is and that's evident. You pair him with Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, J- Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore. You got you got an offense with some firepower that can make a little. Just a little bit of noise, not a lot, but you can. You really will help Zach Wilson a lot if you trade for James Robinson. I'm telling you, Jets make it happen. Jaguars might not want to do it, but the Jets try to push for it. I think that's a good idea. Um, this next topic says Marquez Callaway, Marquez Callaway, the Saints wide receiver to roster. That makes sense. Michael Thomas is set to miss time. Um, Traquan Smith is also out with an injury, and. I mean, he's drawn, and Martin Callaway has drawn a lot of praise in camp even before that preseason game. So, um, it, it would just make sense. He's the only real receiver outside of Kamara huh, that'll be available for the team that that we know will, you know, that that we know at least will do something for us. We don't know about we don't know anybody. We don't know about we don't know about anybody else. Um, another topic that I that I just mentioned earlier: the path is clearing for Broncos Javante Williams, Broncos. Rookie Javante Williams, I'm quoting. I'm quoting here. I'm quoting the article. Broncos rookie Javante Williams turned it, turned in a respectable five carry, twenty nine yard effort against the Vikings in his first preseason action. It was revealed post game that Melvin Gordon is dealing with a minor groin injury that could cost him some time, while Mike Boone is out for four to six weeks with a quad issue. Williams will be back to Williams will be the back to roster in Denver and an impact fantasy starter as the season progresses. This is so true. I'm telling you, him and Najee Harris are going to be the rookie backs to to be looking out for, especially Javante, because he like when you and, and I saw him carry the ball uh, those five times. He looked like a very smooth runner. Looks like he already got his ball ball carrier vision down pat. He doesn't go down too easily. Um, he's a rookie though, so I'm not expecting him to you know be. Uh, over overwhelming, but I think he fits into the offense very well because he can um he can catch the ball too. Um, in my sixteen team league, I think Javante would go late mid to mid second round to early third round, and in ten to twelve team leagues, I think he would go late third to early fifth, late third to late fourth, maybe something like that. Because there's so many, there's so many, there's so many guys available in the lesser, lesser field leagues, but in my 16 team league is gonna be, it's gonna be guys going like this. So, um, that's where I see him going. Uh, Cardinals more getting manufactured touch, touches. Um, basically, this article in this topic he says uh, while everyone focuses on his height, five foot seven, they should be paying attention to how the Cardinals are using Ricky Rondell Moore. He caught three balls for 23 yards. On four targets against the Cowboys, excuse me, against the Cowboys while posting another 16 yards on two carries. He's likely to start 
the year behind DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green in the pecking order, but Moore will be the second most valuable Cardinals receiver by the season's end, and I think that holds a lot of validity. Christian Kirk has not been has not been the receiver that they thought he'd be. A.J. Green is injury-prone. We know what D-Hop will do. I think this really holds a lot of weight. Um, and as much as I don't like the Cardinals, you know, because I'm a Niners fan, I might have to roster this man. Um... This the next one says Tyrell Williams is emerging as Lions top wideout. I'm not touching any Lions, <laughs> so I don't. I'm good on that. Uh, Eagles showcase Ertz for trade. It'd be. I'm curious to see where he might go. I don't have time to you know really go into where he might go, uh, or who I think would trade for him. Maybe who needs a tight end. I. I, I the Jets could get who the Jets need whoever they could get. If the Jets could get Zach Ertz to go with Zach Wilson. Hey, make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. The Jets need whoever. This is the, this could be the Jets' time to at least not, not make a playoff push, not this year, but at least get the core going in the right direction and get them back in competitive talks. Zach Ertz would definitely elevate the offense to even another level and might even give Zach Wilson even more confidence knowing he has an upper echelon tight end to throw the ball to. Whoa. Jets trade for Zach Ertz. Man, make it happen. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Next one here. Um, geez, he's got a lot here. He's got a lot here. Oh, oh, I like this one. Eagles Watkins could be deep sleeper. Quez Watkins turned in, turned in his long catch of the week into a 79-yard score against Pittsburgh, prompting Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts to remark that he's not a secret anymore. With Devontae Smith sideline, consider Watkins as a potential stash in the final rounds of your draft. And I'm telling you, I yeah, I'm watching out for him. Because Eagles receivers over the past three seasons, four seasons, maybe, have, maybe four seasons, have not been able to stay healthy. And it's already, it's already rearing its head now. Devontae, Devontae Smith is hurt. Jalen Rigger didn't play the full year last year. Like, uh, I don't even, don't even get me started with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. So, Zach Ertz and even health issues. Then the Eagles have problems staying healthy. Maybe it's the maybe it's the maybe it's the uh, medical training staff. Maybe it's them. Maybe we need to see what's up with them because I don't understand. Um, but Quez Watkins for sure, and I believe he runs a four three five, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely definitely keep him on your radar, um, especially if you're looking later in the draft to. If you, you're looking to fill out your roster, like the last two one or two slots, and you're really looking for somebody that you think might be a low-key uh, <clears throat> playable option come uh, come like mid-season, it's definitely somebody to look at. Um, now that I'm off the scores fantasy podcast, I mean, I'm off the scores fantasy uh, article thing now. Um, just a few more things I want to touch on real quick before I let you guys go. <clears throat> Already talked about the Jags. Already talked about uh Okay, a few more a few more a few more players I want to point out. A few more teams I want to talk about and then I'll let you guys go. Um so as far as the Saints go with the whole quarterback controversy thing, there's a clear difference to me between how Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill play quarterback. Um, you know, with with Taysom Hill, he like he seems indecisive between like running and passing when he drops back you know he doesn't seem comfortable in the pocket um and when he does take off you know 
it's just, I just don't, I don't really trust his decision making. Um, he does, and then like one of those plays, he didn't, he was, he was gonna pass it, and then he was like, no, I'm gonna run it. And then honestly, if he would have just looked up, and he had some, he had some dudes open, he could have got a couple yards. He didn't have to take that sack, you know. Um, I just don't like his decision making. I don't trust his decision making. I don't really think he is an NFL quarterback that could win you games. Jameis Winston, I'm not going to say he's that either because it seems like he's still a big risk taker, even though that one interception that he had, his receiver really didn't help him out that much. And But he seems more poised in the pocket than Taysom Hill does. Um, I believe Jameis gives the Saints a better chance to win than Taysom Hill does, even though Taysom Hill is the better gadget player gadget player you know it's just to me off the offense will be more efficient under Jameis but it will be more versatile under Taysom you get what I'm saying like with his with his mobile his mobile you know his dual threat capabilities and whatnot but it's my belief that Jameis it's it's Jameis Winston's job to lose um and I don't think he he would lose I don't think he should lose it to Taysom I think he'd be all right um him being down his top two receivers is 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 a daunting task. But you got Alvin Kamara, you got some guys. I mean, you you and you got a good coach in Sean Payton and a good defense. You you should be okay, Jameis. Um, and, and at the most, he's a backup quarterback in a fantasy league. I wouldn't start Jameis, um, especially with the with the weapons he's lacking right now. Uh, so on to my next. <clears throat> Uh, just a couple more things I want to say. Mike Strawn for the Colts, I think, and I just, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, just just kind of uh, con condense this because I was talking about this a lot earlier. But if you start if you start Michael Pittman on the outside, and you start Mike Strawn on the outside, and you start Ty in the slot. I think that's the best receiving core you can throw out there against opposing defenses um, for the Colts. I think that's the that's the best three receivers you can throw out there on the field at the same time in those three positions, right there. Mike Strawn is a dog. He needs to be on the field. Like he want he needs to be on the field. Paris Campbell is cool and Zach Pascal is cool, but this six five two hundred twenty six monster likes to get the ball in his hands. And Michael Pittman showed that he's 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 a he's a rookie on the rise. <clears throat> and Ty, I mean, apparently he still got some juice left. You throw him in the slot. I mean, gosh, you gosh, Ty in the slot could be, you know, I mean, could be cold. You know, and I'm not really big on Ty, but he's still playing, so he still got something, right? Shoot, he not a bum. Uh, Mike Strawn, I think he should start. I think I, I, as long as. The talks keep going good in training camp about him, and he keeps showing out <clears throat> in these preseason games. We sh- he should be all right. Terrace Marshall, same thing. He had three catches, 88 yards for the Panthers. That was that. I If he can just work his way up the depth chart, you know, I don't want to see Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore get hurt, but I want to see Terrace Marshall get, get him some touches, man. I want to see him get his he, he probably isn't going to win rookie of the year, but boy, if one of those receivers go down and Terrace, Terrace Marshall get in the game, boy, with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, Sam Dart, I mean, I, and, I, and we, didn't see, we didn't get to see Sam Dart in that preseason game, but I need to see him. 
I need to see Sam Darnold in this Panthers offense. And I don't like the fact that he didn't play. Um, I think he should have played. We, 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 we need to see what that what, what, what he looks like with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and those boys. Um, but, yeah. Um, uh, last couple things I'm going to point out. Um, shout out to George Kittle making top, you know, top NFL's top 100, even though, you know, he was hurt last year. He dropped from seven to 50, but that's because he was hurt. He's still the NFL's best tight end, in my opinion. Um, blocking, receiving, just all around. You can't ask for a better. I mean, when running with the football, you can't ask for a better tight end. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, shout out to my boy, George Kittle. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Um, I'd also like to give a special shout out to my favorite wide receiver, um, Mike Evans. He made number 48 on this list of the NFL's top 100, and it is my firm belief that not just the NFL, not just his peers, but everyone has been sleeping on this man and his talent, his ability, his production. He has not once had a season below a thousand yards receiving. He's he's averaging about eight touchdowns a year. Okay, which ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Averaging about eleven hundred yards a year. He played with Jameis Winston. Okay. He was playing with I mean he was playing with Jameis Winston. He was playing with gosh I forgot who he's playing with. By God, he didn't have the best quarterback play for a long time. Okay, he deserved his Super Bowl ring, but now he deserves his recognition as the league, one of the league's best receivers. Think about it. This guy can run any route you need. Physical six five guy, physical traits, uh, uh, com- comparable to Julio Jones. I mean, I, I, I like, I, I listen. I can concede Devontae Adams is a is a better receiver than Mike Evans. I can concede that. I can concede DeAndre Hopkins. But you, 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 I'm sorry, but you go, you got, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really convince me that guys like, like you would take a guy. I, I get it. Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest receiver in the league, but I still like Mike Evans over Tyreek. Um, I just like the big body receivers, six five. Uh, he's got speed and agility. He can make cuts. And, and I mean, gosh, we, 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 it's the eye test. He, we've seen Mike Evans do it all, make every catch, hold on to the ball. Uh, high pointed, low pointed, run after the catch, fights for yards, fights for touchdowns. I, and I'm not saying other receivers don't do this, but man, Mike Evans deserves his recognition as a top three NFL wideout. Top at least. He, every time I see a list with the league's top guys, he never is above like seven or eight. You know, he's always been in between seven and eleven. You know, he's not. He's never even top five. At least, at least let's give him that recognition. Top five, at least. I mean, you you could really name five receivers right now better than better than Mike Evans. Come on now. A lot of y'all. A lot of people are saying AJ Brown is one of the best receivers in the league. I understand AJ Brown is is a dog. I love AJ Brown. I'm a huge fan of AJ Brown. But Mike Evans has been doing this for a long time seven years he's been doing it longer than aj brown and he's still doing it and he's doing it with 
guys just as like almost just as talented as him on the field Leonard Fournette is in the backfield Chris Godwin is another thousand yard receiver who also made the top 100 like like Rob Gronkowski OJ Howard he's playing with all these other talented guys and he's still he's still showing out put some respect on Mike Evans name he is top five to me he's top three but y'all gotta at least put him top five Y'all want to put Tyreek ahead of him? I can understand that. I, I, I get where y'all could come from with that. But who outside of Tyreek, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins could you definitively say is better than Mike Evans right now? Julio Jones, I love you, Julio, but you can't stay on the field, man. Yeah, and you know, and, and but but no, hold on. Let me put some more respect to Julio name. Julio is one of the only receivers that is religiously double to triple teamed. Religiously. Julio can't even Julio can't breathe off the line and he's still open. So if you want to say Julio Jones too, I can respect that. But outside of those four guys, who you want to uh, who you uh, Amari Cooper? I respect his game. He he was he was he was he was balling with bum quarterbacks. Now he's balling with a good quarterback. He was actually balling with a bum quarterback last year, but still. It's just it, and you can and like I was I was talking talking to Zoe earlier this week. You could toss it up with Mike Evans and Amari Cooper. I can respect that too. But like I would like 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 we can't even come up with any more names right now. I I sure can't. I sure can't. Like who you gonna name? Adam Thielen. Uh uh. Come on now. Robert Woods. No. Keenan Allen, I'm sorry, I love, I like, I, I don't love Keenan, I like Keenan Allen, I like him, but I, I like, my, Mike Evans is, is is better than Keenan Allen, uh, Allen Robinson is probably like the only, and Allen Robinson also, like, do y'all not understand that Allen Robinson before the ACL tier was still at that, before the ACL tier, Allen Robinson is a thousand yard receiver. After the ACL tear, it's still a thousand yard receiver. Ain't 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 torn another ACL since. It's still a thousand yard receiver. Y'all put some respect on this man's name. Allen Robinson is a top ten receiver too. Like who? Who? How many more receivers can you name better than Allen Robinson right now? Come on, man. Odell, I need to see it again. You ain't been on the field. I need to see it. Like y'all got me hype up in here, man. <laughs> y'all got me hype. Sorry, like Tyler Lockett. I know you and you and Tyler Lockett up there. I give him, I give him that too. But I take Allen Robinson over Tyler Lockett. Um, man, yeah, that that got intense for me just now. <laughs> but yeah, let me go ahead and get, let me go ahead and wrap this up, man. Let me go ahead and wrap this up. That was good. Um, so yeah, that was just my special shout. Oh, shout out, shout out to the score. Love the score. Um, hopefully they show me some love too. But uh, yeah, man, this was a good episode. I'm about to wrap it up right here. And uh, next, I think I'll be dropping another episode in the next few days. Uh, just to uh, preview preseason, preseason week two and uh, what I expect to see. But with that being said, I appreciate I appreciate you guys tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Go Talk. I will bring you more football fantasy football and all that other good stuff in the coming days and weeks also i have a fantasy mock drafts coming out 
uh, CMJ's Fantasy Mock Draft 3.0 will be dropping in the next week or so. Probably, uh, I'll try to get it out as soon as I can because I want to do another mod draft right after that one. But, uh, yeah, let me get a, let me get up, let me get on up out of here. Uh, y'all have a very good night or good day or, you know, whatever time you're listening to this. Peace.